Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you on Tuesday, March 7th. It's about 10-15. The Dallas Mavericks just completed their sixth game homestand, defeating the Utah Jazz 120-116. to How are you, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I don't really have much else to say because I think we should probably just get on, get on with, get on with this one. So, <laughs> winning is good. Yeah. Winning is good. That's kind of my my takeaway. But if mm-hmm. the Mavericks are good at one thing, they're really good at upsetting expectations and making. And really like taking the joy out of what should have been a shit-kicking win. The Jazz were without Walker Kessler, who is an outstanding player. He's a center. He had a non, uh, non-COVID illness. Jordan Clarkson, who has a finger sprain. And Colin Sexton. So if you knew going into that game that that was going to be the case, you, you'd probably think that the Mavericks, even with their defensive woes, would have beaten the Jazz pretty handily. And the thing about that was, is that they didn't. No, that's what, Jazz missing two starters and then their sixth man. Basically, what, three of their, that's three of their six best players. Yep. Um, On a team that was already, like, not winning basketball, like, not particularly focused on winning basketball right now. Uh, since Which is odd because they're they're in the I guess now they're probably dropped to the tenth. Like they might be out of the playoffs yeah. now, but they were in they were ninth in the West prior to this game. Yeah, testament to Larry Marketing. Like holy crap, that dude is uh, flamethrower. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's it's crazy how this guy went from like bust to like in Cleveland. It was like oh well, he's like an okay role player again, and now he's an all star. It's like right. What a crazy trajectory for him. So he was probably the reason the game was close. Um, you know, he had 33 on 20 shots. It was a weird game in that, you know, it was just another one of those bad starts. You know, Dallas ended up winning the first quarter, 31, 34 to 31. But I think they went down like what, like 14 to nine or like 14 to seven, like, the yeah. Jazz got like a five or seven point lead midway through the quarter or something like that. Like the Jazz started the game much better. And it was just annoying because as soon as you saw that, you were like, okay, well, this is going to be one of those nights, you know? You know, yeah. even when the Mavs roared back, you were like, okay, well, they're just going to give it up. And they did. They had a 14 point lead in the first half that went away. They're tied at halftime. And then it was just a, a rock fight from there. Uh, and thankfully, the Mavericks made some more threes. Um, thankfully, I've- uh Kyrie Irving is just just missed their fourth quarter um and that's about it you know the Jazz just came up a little bit short and thankfully the Mavericks were at home uh they probably lose this game if they're on the road if we're being honest yes oh yeah uh, so I don't know it's it's one of those games where you're like I guess the defense was a little bit better um but this was like you know outside of marketing and outside of uh Taylor Horton Tucker like I mean, some of the guys that the Jazz were playing, um, you know, Abachi is their first I mean, round. They had a G League guy that's, or they had a second ten day ten day contract guy that was that was playing. I mean, Fonchechio. Fon- I can't say his name is. That yeah, him? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like I watch yeah. this with any level of professionalism because I, I have like some house guests this week. Um, shout out to in laws who stay for a <laughs> week, um, which is just 
that's a choice. Um, but I, I the Mavericks have played that lineup, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the Mavericks have played up and down to their competition all year, and that's largely because of Luca. Uh, he had an interesting performance tonight once again, and you know Ben Ben Zadell, who just finished the recap, wrote that Luca looks completely worn out. He only played 34 minutes, but really he should have played 25 minutes. I thought right. the Mavericks looked better with him not on the floor. I, I was well, they, they were a minus three with Luca on the floor entering the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and the only reason Luca finished a positive plus two was because when he checked back into the game in the fourth quarter, he didn't do anything like he literally just conceded he was just feeding and granted he made the right pass a lot of times but that was that also means that that he was negative on the turnover like assist the turnover differential for most of the game because he finished he he finished with the straight one-to-one he had six turnovers the maverick really high turnover game for the mavericks i mean 16 total you're like oh that's not high but the mavericks normally finish like 10 to 12 right gave the jazz some extra possessions gave them some fast break opportunities um you know, the Jazz didn't shoot particularly well. Um, so, like, I guess you can count this as a, even though they gave up 116, you can kind of count this as a defensive win. I mean, the Jazz only scored 30 points in a quarter twice, which is like a miracle for the Mavericks. Uh, congratulations, right. Dallas Mavericks, for holding a team under 50 points in the paint for the first time in 35 years. Uh, although, you know, Jazz still scored 48, but it's under well, 50. So, apparently. Bobby Corrales says that their defensive rating tonight was 102.7, which didn't if, feel like it. No, watch which if, if anybody's missed this thread, I yeah, put it up hilarious. in uh, I put it up in Moneyball Minute this morning. The Mavericks are three and 21 when allowing 119 points uh, per 100 possessions. Like they're basically, if the Mavericks are anything other than garbage, they win 75 percent of their games. And by garbage. <laughs> By garbage, I mean this season they're literally thirty-one and eleven when they're not the worst defensive rating in the league. Now it's <laughs> we're kind of mincing numbers here and being cute, but basically the math says that as long as they're not the worst defense in the league, they win the game most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. And I mean, again, you know, I talked about it. We talked about it during the Phoenix game. Talked about it during the Philly game. Um, this is why you trade yeah. Kyrie, you know, yeah, like, I mean, who was great. Yeah. And then, you know, if this is another one of those games where it's like, if that's Dinwiddie instead of Kyrie and Luke is having the kind of start that he's having, do they win this game? You know, maybe you get a good, you know, Dinwiddie had definitely had his good offensive games, but you know, it, I don't, I don't know. Cause Kyrie also made some really nice passes. Uh, he had eight assists, three turnovers. I've been really impressed. I mean, yeah, we all knew he was a good passer, but I, his passing has been really good since he's been in Dallas. I think he's really he's really fit in well there with their sp- with with the spacing and kind of knowing where guys are and and everything. And I mean, that's not shouldn't be surprised. Like he, you know, he's really he's a really good basketball player. So, uh, but again, another game where I don't know if they win if if they don't have him, and that's why you trade for another star because. These nights are going to happen. Luca can't be Superman every night, and we might be alarmed at how often he's not looked like Superman in the last couple of weeks, uh, despite his point total. Um, shout out to the to that slow hoops fan that's probably going to be angry for me saying this uh, that I'm holding Luca to some unreasonable expectations, but he's looked off, and since 
after the All-Star break, which is really weird because we thought he would come back. He usually looks killer when he comes back from All-Star breaks. Uh, the last two seasons, I think he's come back the first, like, month of games after the All-Star break. He's, he's dynamite, and he's looked a little off uh, for whatever reason. So a good game to have uh, Kyrie back. And, you know, Maxi played, which was nice. I was a little yep. worried about him missing that last game. Like, wait, hamstring soreness, and he's questionable again. I was like, oh, God, what's going on? But he played. He looked okay. Um, his offense wasn't great, but he grabbed seven rebounds, did some good things defensively for the most part. Um, so, yeah, nothing, you know. It, it was I mean, a here, here's, here's an alarming number just for, okay. for the sake of argument. Okay. Tim Hardaway is shooting 29 of 46 <laughs> from three since All-Star break, and the Mavericks have won just half of those games. Feels impossible considering yeah. how they played before the all-star break with his shooting were I mean and and I say that tonight because if he shoots he was seven of nine from three. If he's yeah. five of nine from three, the Mavericks lose. <laughs> and five of nine from three is still good. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I mean <sighs> they have no margin for error because the only way they can win games is by outscoring teams. Like now the, the shot quality they're getting is really good. Oh yeah. So I, like if if there's if there's some you know granted it's it's hard to explain this to somebody who's never seen an NBA player shoot in practice like just doing standstill stuff but these guys at the NBA level if they're there most of them are absolutely preposterous shooters we're talking like Eric Dampier sticking threes and shooting contests type stuff in the mm-hmm. game it's a little different obviously. But the kind of shots that that Luca and Kyrie are helping create for this team are are open. It's it's wild, and that's not going to go away. It's a matter of of do the Mavericks have enough guys to knock down those shots? So, you know, as we sort of tra- there, there's one more player I want to talk about. But as we transition into tomorrow night with Reggie uh, Bullock leaving the game with a thigh contusion, the Mavericks just don't have like they they really you know we don't want the Opinson minutes. We talked about that. It's yeah. And then we might have to get some if if Reggie's or if, if Reggie misses time. And yeah, Luca we too. Talking, yeah, we were talking about how bad the depth was before the Kyrie trade. And it's you know, you lose Dorian. It's only yep. wing is just I mean it's, it's non existent. And yep. Josh Green <coughs> oh, excuse me. Josh Green kind of quietly coming back down to earth after his outrageous start to February. Um well, I mean, there was a stretch there where he was basically averaging like 18 a game. and then What the hell is going on with him? He's a player I wanted to talk about because he looks terrible. Uh, I think it's just, I think it's a combination of, I think he was on a heater. He was on a okay. really good run, start of February. And I wonder if that inflated expectations a little bit because we still have to consider you know, he's a third-year player who basically didn't play his rookie year, barely played his second year. Like, this is his first, like, legitimate season getting minutes, you know? Like, I mean, he right. wasn't a rotation player his first two years in the league, right? Like, so yeah. so let's just maybe cool the Jets. And, you know, before that hot streak, like, he was basically like a seven-point-per-game guy. So maybe that was just an outlier, you know, those first couple of games in February. And I mean, maybe he's just returning down to earth a little bit. You know, it's 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 fair, I think. I sort of wonder if he's on the scouting report now to a degree. That that also helps. I mean, he's not getting 
he's not getting the Tony Allen treatment anymore. That's no. for sure. Like, Which is good. Were, right, right, right. That is good. He, you, you don't take the next step unless, you know, if teams treat you like that your whole career, like there's, there's something wrong. Like yeah. if, if you're a starting NBA player, you shouldn't be ignored. So that's a good point. I think he, he you know, all-star break teams had some chance to reset. Maybe he finally made it onto some scouting reports. I mean, he's getting the minutes. Like the the yeah. you know we we he's effectively returned to what we had hoped for before he got you know sent to the bench for two games. Where the past four he's playing, he's played twenty two, thirty two, twenty eight, twenty seven, and anything north of twenty five minutes for Josh Green is I'm pretty pleased with. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, took a lot of took five threes, which is a lot. Which is I bet that's you know he has to take them. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm noticing is like, they really need, like, they really need a wing that can rebound besides Luca. Uh, you know, you look at his athleticism, like Josh's athleticism and he's six, five, so he's kind of short. So it's probably not fair to expect him. I don't know how good of a rebounder he can be, but he's not like, he's, he gets those like really awesome offensive rebounds from time to time where he kind of skies up near the free throw line and and like hustles and you're like oh man and you kind of you see that in your head and you're like oh he's a good rebounder and then you realize like the rest of the 20 minutes he was on the floor he only grabs like one or two yep um and that's been kind of they they need to find a way that's you know he doesn't need to be an eight rebound guy or seven rebound guy just because he is six five like there's only so much you can expect from him but they really need to find because him and bullock are kind of like the same I mean, they're not the same player, obviously. You know, Green has a lot more more skills offensively. and uh, But in terms of, like, body type, kind of, like, I mean, Green's obviously a bigger athlete, but they're both kind of smaller. Like, they're, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six wings. Yeah. They're not, like, big power wings that you would expect that could, like, to- go toe-to-toe with a, with a LeBron or a Kawhi or... Yeah, and he's getting, like... like, like, more, like well, just to, to give you a statistical comparison, in 25 minutes a game this year, he's averaging 2.8 rebounds. Like Josh's, yes, yeah. So that that's I, simply not enough. Like one rebound every eight minutes, not enough. Like I'm not saying he needs to grab seven. I'm saying he probably needs to grab four. Right, that's fair, and maybe that's something he grows into. Uh, sure. I mean the Ma- the Mavericks do do certain things that are worth noting, where it's like. Nobody boxes on a lot of stuff, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a team-wide problem. And then it's – I think it's sort of understood that Luca's going to go get a lot of the boards. Yeah, for sure. But it does feel like the two best rebounders on the team right now are Kyrie and Luca. Which is – yeah, and that's just – that's something that lots of people reasonably gripe about anyway. Um, right. yeah, are, are, are allergies killing you too? Like, I've just – I've been It's cooked. been like that for a month. I'm dying. Like I, I get allergy shots now, and I'm just like, what is like? Am I just going to be per- perpetually sick here? Like all basketball season, very annoying. Uh, how's that for great podcasting? Um, mm-hmm. well, not really a ton else to talk about. We have the another game tomorrow against. They're like the Mavericks are probably heading to the to the airport after they all shower to go to New Orleans, where they play a 6:30 p.m. game. Uh, nationally televised on ESPN against the New Orleans Hornets, who are struggling in their own right. Like, definitely not, you know, the sort of matchup that that uh, I think that ESPN was looking at. They're, you know, um, they they have you know enough guys with injuries and things like. Actually, you know what? They don't have any injured players. So, well, Zion, 
<laughs> well, oh, is he? I, I just clicked yeah. the ESPN. I just clicked the ESPN thing, and it doesn't have him. That's like ESPN's injury report is garbage. Well, yeah, I think they got like you know McCollum and Ingram and Jones. About, like they've got everyone, I think, back but Zion for the most part. I think Garrett Temple's out. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's Jose Alvarado is also out. Like what? And okay. so is Larry okay. Nance. Like what are we doing? Okay. ESPN. Those are two big ones. Yeah. So this um, that that'll probably be a pretty interesting game. Um, probably a little more tactically and like the Mavericks just played down to the jazz tonight. Like I, there, there's a little look ahead going on. This is the only, this is the, the second to last back to back that they have this season. Um, and, and it's, it's good that the Mavericks got the win because I think that takes a little pressure off tomorrow night because they're not very good on the road. Um, but they also, the Mavericks, they need to keep racking up these wins. They just need to pad the total. Otherwise, I think they're going to be like you. Just don't want to be in that plan. The Mavericks need that week off. Yeah, they do, and it's getting. I mean, not to be doomer, but we thought that this six-game homestand was going to be like kind of what turned the season around, and it's been six games, and they're thirty-four and thirty, like two games above five hundred. Right. Is- what they were coming out of the, coming out of the All Star break, yeah, uh, and like they're bad at they're bad on the road, and they're about to play um, five of their next six games on the road, and, uh, and thankfully they get a New Orleans team that's floundering without Zion. They get they get a Spurs team that's basically an automatic win, right? Um, but still, like they, they play Memphis, and Memphis is probably gonna, at the lowest point of their season. Yep. I remember we were talking about like we didn't know we we like Jaw was gonna probably. John Morant's like, probably not gonna play. Like the, I just any of those three games. Yeah. Like you're gonna miss them all. Like all we were wondering is he, is he only gonna miss those two? No, he's he's probably gonna miss. Yeah. Them. The 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 way that the NBA is soft playing that because I don't think they want to do like it's been incredible. Not to get too off track here. But I listened to to Gilbert Arenas basically explain what David Stern told him, which was, you're going to eat this 50-game suspension or I'm coming for your contract. Which <laughs> Adam Silver, in a, it would never, like the, the NBA is basically hoping law enforcement takes this out of their hands because they don't want to go at, they don't want to do this. And I don't blame them from, from that respect and that it's ugly PR, but like I just, they simply can't let Ja play. And Ja doesn't seem... It seems like he wants to, to. It seems like he's getting some help for for you know maybe some issues with alcohol and things like that, which are you know stuff that thank goodness we don't have to to cover that from our point of view. The weirdest things we have to cover is Luka Doncic showing up on somebody's Twitch stream because he's playing. Uh, <laughs> what game was that? Um, Overwatch. Overwatch, and you know jokes like like the occasional a photo of him you know eating. It's like who cares. Um, <laughs> It's so much better because, like, we've just had so much stupid stuff to cover over the Mavericks the last five years. I was like thinking about that today because you know, today was the third, like, the sixth anniversary of Dirk passing 30,000 points. And it's like, like, after that, a lot of thing weird stuff started happening with the Mavericks. Like, we've yeah. just, and, and it's just like, oh, this is nice. We don't, we're just purely talking about weird basketball, yeah, for sure. Sorry, anyway. just the you saying occasionally a photo of him eating, it just is kind of cracking me up. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the past two days have been filled with um, lots of like sun, like Suns fan memes, and it's just so, it's so it's so funny. Like Booker and Luca are two of the like if you're a hardcore NBA fan, 
Luca and Booker are probably two of the most annoying players. Yeah. If you're like like, like indecisive, it's just like some of the some of the stuff about them has been really, really funny. But I, I liked it. Anyway, I'm rambling. We should we've we've talked too much. We'll be back tomorrow night. I'm gonna go record hopefully a short live show because you know, like what can you really say about this game? But we'll be back. Uh come to the site. We have some stuff coming up overnight, and uh we will talk with you guys tomorrow. All right. Everybody have a great Wednesday.